hey, hey, it's another hump day, which means you're hanging out with your favorite girlfriends and football. Whoop, whoop. We just completed week 13. And Beth is living it up with uh, with her Buffalo Bills on a bye. We'll talk to Sherry about her bucks, skimming it out over the Carolina Panthers. And of course, y'all going to be just ready to hear my wrath coming in, talking about oh, this yeah. unbelievable game against That's Philadelphia. Yes. Whoop, whoop. So all the girls are here. Thank you for joining us today. If you're listening on the pod, um, uh, anywhere you get your pods, please hit subscribe, like all the things. We love having you part of our chatter. So where do we begin? First, Sherry, I don't know. I know we normally don't get into college, yep. but I feel like despite my team Listen. and all of that, I'm going to be chatting about later. I really feel deeply about this situation going on on the college front. So walk us through, for all of us who maybe don't follow college, walk us through, because you kind of alluded to it last week, selections yep. were coming, all the things. If those who don't know, Sherry's a big Florida State uh, fan. She's an alum. She went to Florida State. That is her red and gold, or her maroon and gold is what she bleeds. Garnet so and gold. Garnet and gold. My bad, Garnet my bad. See, I am definitely not college. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so take it away, Sherry, walk us through the heartbreak that is going on for FSU. Yeah, I don't even, man, I, I still am feeling it so much. It's actually kind of hard to talk about, to be honest. Mm. Uh, so the situation is, you know, Florida state, a football dynasty, obviously, um, haven't been as great in previous years. And this is the season that has been much, much hyped, uh, the talent, the recruiting, or quarterback, it has been much hyped. We've lived up to the hype. Uh, we ended the season 13-0. and The game before the ACC championship last weekend, uh, we lost our, actually two games before that, we lost our star quarterback, uh, Jordan Travis, to a broken leg, um, injured in a game. Then uh, we had a backup quarterback. We still continued to win. Our backup quarterback then was under concussion protocol for the ACC championship game, which we played a third string true freshman who won the game against a number 14 ranked Louisville team for the ACC championship. So Florida State finished the season undefeated 13-0, including beating uh, LSU, off-conference games that we actively try. The thing about college uh, football is one of the factors is always strength of schedule. So if you have a conference that's predicted to do more poorly than others, you have to actively go for off-conference big games. We did that. LSU crushed them. Okay. So on Saturday night, I'm having a watch party with my, actually my college roommate was here from uh, Sarasota. And we were just chanting the whole, like we were looking at scenarios before. So after the championship games on Saturday, all the conference championships, there's a selection committee on Sunday that says these are the top four teams in college football. And therefore two of them will be going to play in the Sugar Bowl. And then two will be going to play in the Rose Bowl with the Rose Bowl, meaning most national championship likelihoods there is then a selection of who's the national champion that's a little bit of subjective process uh but anyways sorry for the the long-winded explanation but 
what ended up happening is we won. We were having this watch party and we had been going through all the scenarios of, well, what if we lose? Because there was only one other undefeated team besides us and everyone else that would be considered for these top four spots would have one loss. So we're like, well, is there any chance we can get in above another one loss team if we lose? All Saturday night, we were chanting, we win, we're in, we win, we're in, we're in, we win. So yeah, with our third string quarterback and we didn't win just by a point. I mean, we won. Yeah, was it our defense that did great? Absolutely. We did not have a great passing game. We won, so we're a 13-0 and team that got snubbed from the college football playoffs in favor of two teams that were 12-1. and They had a loss. One of those teams that got in was Alabama, who just won the SEC championship against Georgia, and that apparently was enough reason for them to catapult Alabama above Florida State, who, by the way, was... Uh, just in a miracle game to get out from under Auburn um, to squeak it a terrible team. You look at the stats, it's honestly, it's like not even a comparison. So my heart has been broken. Florida State was excluded in favor of Alabama and Texas. One loss teams uh, particularly hurts, you know, the Alabama one, just considering the strengths of schedule, I have my own uh, personal theories about it, being an ACC girl, and the fact that the SEC has a $3 billion contract with ESPN, who uh, wrote the narrative of why this championship was going to include an SEC team instead of an ACC team. So um, I call official bullshit, and I am not ever getting over this. That's the bottom line. <laughs> Golly. Listen, first of all, I feel for you. Obviously, we went to a, an, a, an NFC championship with you know, no quarterback after about six snaps. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I, I feel that. Um, first of all, thank you for the for the explanation, because I I mean, I was aware that Travis was out. Right. We talked about that. I had no idea you then lost your second string and you guys played with your third string. I had yep. no freaking clue. So hats off to FSU. And now I feel yep. a little bit even more, you know. Uh, yeah, because our second string will be, back, will be back in for the next game that now right. nobody wants to play. No. Because they're like, what's the point? I mean, we're out of the national championship discussion. Now more of us are going on to our NFL draft. Why would we get in a hurt in a game that means absolutely nothing? It means absolutely nothing to go to this game. So a lot of our... Are you guys uh, playing in Georgia? We're playing Georgia in the Orange Bowl. So I, from what I just gathered, because I listened to ESPN here, you know, here and there, and I did, I, I heard this may be the further heartbreak was that allegedly they wanted to push for 12 game, 12 team selection this year, but it, like the ACC commish or whatever elected not to, he was one of the members or she was one of the members to not elect to have the 12 team selection yeah. this year. That will be I had next not year. heard that. I, I hadn't. Well, it's happening that. next year. Yeah, it is next happening year. next year, but, but I, I didn't know that it was supposed to happen this year. Yeah. I think there was three people that voted to not have it this year. The ACC was one of them that voted to not have it this year. So had they voted. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But like it, 
it's like so the whole the whole reasoning was that they're now making future projections on games, right? So like, well, because your star quarterback is out, you can't possibly win a, a game without him. Therefore, Alabama is currently the strongest team. Ironically, ESPN had just called Georgia the strongest team in the nation for the last, I don't know, 16 weeks. Um, but then they flipped it. Oh, Alabama's definitely the strongest. Like, it, it's just, it's uh, it's such bullshit. It, it's honestly like, it's just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking for the kids that played their asses off in adversity, losing two quarterbacks for the yeah. ACC championship game. Like we earned that right being 13 and zero. like it, the right was earned. And I saw a meme that was pretty hysterical. I shared it on Facebook, but it was, uh, well, I guess the NFL playoff committee now has to decide the Jaguars can't get into the playoffs <laughs> because Trevor Lawrence is hurt. I mean, that's it. It's exact same situation. It's literally exactly the same. So um, that is, yeah, sorry. We did spend a lot of time on college football today. That we it's been did. A heartbreaker. I couldn't not. I mean, you're but at this you along. It was a yeah. big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw that you posted, like, not only did they exclude them because of not having a quarterback to make it competitive, but mm -hmm. then the Heisman nominations came out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And he, so this was my, you know, I, I don't know if you guys know, I have a little bit of sass, you know, my, that's why we're friends. <laughs> so yeah, I posted up. So they announced the, the Heisman candidates, which again, Jordan Travis was in the conversation up until he got injured. So like on, and now he's not. So on one hand, he's such the most valuable player in the entire college football that a 13 and 0 undefeated team cannot survive a playoff berth without him, but he's not valuable enough to be considered for the Heisman. So it, it's just like, yeah, that that's my bit of sass. And somebody explained that one to me. Damn, that's tough. That's tough. Well, yeah. We'll switch it up here. Beth. I will say, I do want to say something real quick though. Yes. Uh, so in, you know, floor ACC versus SEC and particularly in Florida teams, you know, Florida versus Florida state, Florida being an SEC team, the SEC usually roots for SEC teams over ACC. That's the way it works. Right. I have a lot of Florida uh, friends and Alabama uh, fans that are friends and I did not hear a single word from one of them about like gloating or saying you know we deserved it or every single person I talked to was like y'all robbed like oh yeah 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 and I so thank you to my friends that for not gloating <laughs> yeah it's interesting because Florida, I didn't, you know, when I moved to Florida, it was, everything was like, okay, who do you root for? Like, who's your team coming from us? You know, I went to school in North Carolina where everything was basketball, like, right. and it was Duke Carolina, like which color blue do you, do you cheer for? And so I was like, I moved here and they were asking me about football, like college football. I'm like, eh, like <laughs> let's talk March madness. And they were like, eh. you know, so um, it was a long yeah. time ago. And, um, and, and so it's very, very much divided Florida state F and, and university of Florida. Those are the two schools. It's, it's one or the other. And so it was somewhat like they came together. <laughs> like it was like, it was really kind of interesting how, how 
nothing else has ever I've ever seen bring the two schools together. And Agreed. it was actually nice. So I, I that if there's a silver lining, I will say that's the silver lining. So, yeah. um, Beth, I'm going to scooch over to you for a sec. How did it feel to have a buy? It's great. So stress free. <laughs> Didn't have to worry about anything. I just got to enjoy some football like your game. Um, yeah, no, it was glorious, except for that whole Von Miller thing. And no, what's the latest? <sighs> yeah, what's do you have latest? an update on that? Uh, he's eligible to play, and they plan on playing him, which actually surprises me. Has any but, details come out about the incident? Mm -mm, I don't know anymore. No, it's that no, nothing no, at this nothing. point. So yeah. I will say, for those of you who don't know, shortly after the Buffalo Bills played the Eagles. Um, there were reports coming out that there was a um, that um, Von Miller's girlfriend was there was some domestic situation, um, acts of domestic violence or whatever that had happened. Von Miller's wife is or, or I think it's wife is pregnant. Um, and so it was kind of this whole situation. And the NFL and the and Buffalo Bills were all trying to figure out what they were going to do. I did see a report somewhere later that she then came out publicly and said that nothing had happened, that it was just like over exaggerated. There was no acts of violence and kind of retracted all the things. So, you know, I don't know that we'll know the truth right up Who front. Called the I, cops? I think it was a witness. There was like some kind yeah, of they heard, they heard fighting and they called or a neighbor called. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I, you know, I tend to side with the female in these situations, you know, um, I don't think she necessarily would have a reason to cry wolf, but I don't know the inner workings of that house. So I just would hate one that Von Miller is being accused of something that maybe he didn't do. And to hate that Von Miller would do any of it. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. Um, but we just definitely hope that it's not, uh, what we feared. So yeah. that's, um, that's the deal with that. So yeah, you, I guess you didn't go without a completely news. <laughs> it was almost stress-free, almost, almost, stress almost free rain, but it was good to not, I didn't have to think about it, but I didn't have to stress. So nice. Well, I will say, um, my Niners rocked the shit out of the Eagles. And it feels so freaking good to say this publicly. I've Such been very, game. very politically correct. I literally, like I had to drive Drew to a training that was like an hour away and we're driving there. I get there. I even went for a run. Cause I was like, I got to do something with this energy. <laughs> like it's just way too much on the drive home. I'm listening to like NFL, um, uh, the ESPN pregame stuff, like listening to all the reports and they're doing like obviously major coverage on this game, which usually doesn't happen for a four 30 game, but you know, at one o'clock, they're usually just covering the one o'clock games, but so much stuff. They interviewed um, Fred Warner. There was um, an interview with Brock Purdy. And I was just like, you know, when they promote it and that music came on, I mean, I'm in the car just like, yeah, F the Eagles. I was kind of going really, really like, this is why I can't be seen in public <laughs> with intense games. So um, Drew Bird was like, he was on board. I was like, wow, like, oh my gosh, like maybe I shouldn't be rubbing off on you. But we get to, we get to the game. Mom's over here. Like we're just totally, I mean, it was game starts. I'm so hyped. I saw that the, there was like a tweet where they all showed up in black 
And I later found out they didn't even know, like it was not coordinated. They just uh. all showed up in all black. And I was like, oh, there's going to be a funeral today. Like it was like the whole, I was so live, just mm, in it, right? Then the kickoff happens and we lay an egg, like three and out, three and out. And Eagles drive the field, three points. Eagles drive the field, three points. And I'm like, feeling some kind of way. I'm like, okay, when are we gonna, I was getting kind of annoyed because we kept going to the right. All the plays seemed to go to the right. Well, Trent Williams, like future hall of famer left tackle is on the left. And I'm like, but why are we going to the right? Trent, Trent is over here. Like the massive man of our offensive line is the, the strength. But uh, eventually they uh, Kyle, you know, calmed everything down and they just freaking laid it on and laid it on thick. And I'm going to say, Beth, thank you to your Buffalo Bills. I, I noticed with watching when you guys played the Eagles the prior week that the way that you guys worked defensively to maintain Hurts in the pocket so he wouldn't escape and kill you on, on yardage because that's his, his superpower – we kind of mimicked that. So we didn't really rush for the sacks. We really kind of just gave the pressure, closed the pocket, and then covered downfield. So our secondary stepped up, had great coverage. And, you know, we just really forced it on him. And, you know, that was it. Lights out. We even put in our, our second stringers, you know, in the fourth quarter. We basically beat them in two quarters. And it just was freaking well awesome. and, the fact, and the fact that you didn't because in history past in weeks past eagles have found a way to change sorry change <laughs> the children um change their direction at halftime right and they came back and they could still not figure out how to wrangle you guys in so yeah. all the props in the world that fight early on man kicking out security i love it i love yeah. all of it I want to ask you guys, what did you, what did you guys, did you watch it, Sherry? Did you see the game? No. So we actually had um, tickets to a comedian. Josh oh, that's Blue. right. You said that. That's right. Yeah. You said that last week. Well, uh, I'll come back to that. It was supposed to be Thursday night and he had a family emergency. So it was rescheduled to Sunday at five o'clock, right in the middle of my game and your game. Yeah. Got it. So Beth, you watched it and yeah. you saw, you saw the was but it really funny. a suplex? Because like I'm an '80s girl, suplex is like straight up on the head. Dre picked him up and like to the side, Moving to the side. So the problem is, is that you can't actually touch anybody. <laughs> and he was on the field. So what was his name? Joe. Who's the who's, who's Dom. the I think Dom, it was like Dom, Dom, over Dom over there <laughs> is not allowed on the field and is not allowed to touch anybody. He did <laughs> yeah. both of those things. <laughs> yeah. Dre, did you see this? Did you see the replay of this? I did not. Oh my God. Dre so Green not is already like a household name for yes. the Eagles, right? He's so, getting like all the free Philly cheesesteaks for life. Right. Yeah. He's, he, just because he's going to lose his job doesn't mean he's going to have to pay for anything ever again. Like, because right. Philly doesn't find this. anything wrong no, with it. No, I didn't see it. So, what happened was Dre Greenlaw came in on Devontae Smith and he, like, the way that he, Dre is just, he's a tackler, man. He can lift people. I mean, he clotheslines people. I mean, he does a lot of WWE moves, like, but he's just a it monster. Was kind of out of bounds when he well, made No, he was totally, no, he was totally inbound. If you watch the replay, he was actually a yard in. He was not on 
it wasn't even on the line. Like he was okay on okay. the field. So he kind of picks the, the guy up and slams him. It was kind of a suplexy, like kind of upside down, going to the side. And he, he it was unnecessary. And, it really was unnecessary. It was, I mean, but it wasn't illegal. There was nothing illegal. No, it, was inbounds. No. it happened. It was kind of like one of those moves where you're like, bro, like, you, you know, like, but that's Dre. Dre toes the line. Like, that's just who he is. So this Dom guy is like literally in on the white markings of the like field where only coaches and players and stuff are supposed to be like nobody else is supposed to be in the zone. Homeboy's right there on the line gets in like Drake, like comes up and was like, cause Devonte Smith was like, bro, like, you know, there's a scuffle and this guy is like right there and he puts his hands on Dre's chest. Well, you are not a coach. You are not a player and you are not supposed to put your hands on any player. You're not supposed to be in that part of the field or, you know, on the sideline, you're not supposed to be there. And so he's already breaking that rule. Well, Dre's like, bro, you don't, you're not supposed to touch me. Like you're, who are you? Like, you're not a coach. You're not anybody. So he's like, I'm the wrong one. <laughs> so he puts his hand in his face and does like a boop <laughs> on his nose, but Dre can't touch him. So Dre gets ejected from the oh, game. Wow. Ejected. Wow. So this affects the, field and the players in the game this who cares if this guy gets ejected he wasn't even supposed to be right, there in the not, first and he's place. Not playing. Like it's not like he's on the field he's like <laughs> he's like the team security guard or something like oh, the funniest thing i saw later was you know bart the mall cop or whatever like a picture of him it was like <laughs> That's literally what it was oh, bart, mall, mall cop. <laughs> yeah <laughs> So it was like the best ejection ever. I'll take that, you know, especially knowing what the outcome was. If it wasn't, if it was a closer game, I'd probably be upset. But, you know, that could have like, it could have deterred the whole game though, because they, mm -hmm. Philly was kind of losing gas. There was like quiet in the stadium. And then this happens. And now all the Philly fans are like, yeah, don't like the, you know, all the energy is oh, revitalized. And so it could have been a turning point, but luckily, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was all good. So. Um, so that was that was my game. We play the Seahawks again. So we played the Seahawks prior to Philly. We play the Seahawks again. And then ladies, I got to play. We got to play. And look at me. I, I'm going to put all pads and get out there. Put we your pads play. on, dude. I, listen, I surely would. I'd probably die out there, but I, sh I would die a happy woman. So um, <laughs> Christmas Day, we, we got to play the Ravens. Wow. Ooh. For those who don't know, my husband is a Ravens fan. Wow. Our marriage barely made it through that Super Bowl. Uh, well, um, that's going to be a tough Christmas. But a great game. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Are it's you going to be spending game. Christmas with me? <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. asked earlier. It was like, yeah. you know, <laughs> can you guys watch that? I'm like, no, we can't. I can't watch this. I'm like, he could probably watch it with me. He can probably tolerate me better, but I cannot. I can't, especially <laughs> if the Ravens. Um, I'm not built that way. I'm not built that way. No, nope, so, not with you. No. So um, the other game I wanted to chat about, remember I spoke about the uh Texans versus mm -hmm. the um Broncos and the implications that have for the playoffs mm -hmm. and that was 
actually pretty close until the end. Mm -hmm. And um, uh-oh, Beth just dipped out. I don't know what happened to her. She'll probably log back on here in a second. Um, so let me just put this two person. Boom. Look at me being that efficient here. Quick, man. Good. Because I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, so yeah, that game was fantastic. CJ Stroud is just incredible. Um, rookie incredible. quarterback, rookie, rookie head coach. I mean, just fantastic yeah. what he's doing over there. Um, I was actually, and it was tough because, you know, you, I, I, I love rooting for my rookies out there. I love rooting for D'Amico Ryan's. Um, but, uh, I kind of wanted something for Russ. They were in this five game yeah. win streak, you know, it was really Sean Payton. I mean, they've, they've figured it out. They've turned it around. So it's not, um, horrible, but, um, but no, I love, I love all that for sure. Um, Dang, I I don't even have my phone with me to see if Beth is going to hop back on. But she did. She, will. she just messaged me and said her computer died and go build. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we have it. Um, so in talking about the reason why I wanted to bring up CJ Stroud is they talk about uh, the MVP. You know, they're mm -hmm. talking about who's going to be league MVP yep. right now mm -hmm. after the Eagles game. Brock Purdy has now slid up to number one in mm. the discussion, which is where, which is where he should be in my mind. Um, I think he definitely earned it. Well, you know, um, you guys had a lot to prove after those three losses in a row, right? Like he dropped out of the conversation a lot. So he had quite a patch there. So he's back up. There. Yeah. He, and, and my rebuttal to that is he also was concussed. So, you know. Right. I mean, there's that. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm losing everybody here. Um, so, I mean, I, I definitely, and then we've got Christian McCaffrey. So there's a lot of, you know, people yeah. saying Christian McCaffrey, he deserves to be in the conversation. Tyreek Hill, what he's doing deserves to be in the conversation. Well, the thing is, is it's like your team, like you guys have a pretty whole, uh, team on your side. I think CJ Stroud is really kind of more of a standout performance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's, that's absolutely valid. The interesting thing is the second place person per Vegas odds is Dak Prescott. And I'm somewhat surprised by that. Somewhat not surprised by that. What are your thoughts? What are they? Uh, what are they? eight and they're nine and three nine, I think and, nine three. and three either nine and three or eight and four but so they're you know over 500 well um that surprises me it, it does um i don't i haven't been paying a ton of attention to dak prescott individually so maybe i'm missing something but i don't feel like there's a uh, there's a lot of fireworks around Dak Prescott this year. I don't know that that's my opinion. I don't, I'm not seeing what they're seeing. Yeah. I, my thing with, with their nine and three. Yeah. I confirm that. <laughs> um, my thing with them is it's hard to compare because Dallas, the schedule is just not strong. I mean, they just don't play. They, they just, their strength, the schedule is not really great. I mean, you, they play, the Patriots, they've played the Jets, they've played, you know, the Giants, they play, you know, like it's yeah. just not 
awesome teams. So, right. I mean, it's, it's, in, it's, no, nothing's easy in the NFL. So don't get this twisted, but it's hard to uh, come out and say that you can compare two people where one has just a schedule. That's not great. They're going to put up those stats versus yeah. someone who's playing more difficult teams, you know, less rest, all these things. It's hard to compare the two. I mean, I'm going to be, I'm always going to look through jaded eyes. I mean, 49ers is my team. I'm always going to be like, yeah, Brock Purdy deserves it. But he's also Mr. Irrelevant. He's also the one who no one believes, you know, has the the raw ability to be even a starting NFL quarterback. And here he is. Like, I mean, we saw what this offense looked like under Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Who, you know, yeah. and, and, and so there's a stark difference. And, and I think he just brings, um, I mean, he just brings such attention to the leadership role too. I mean, there's just a lot that he does. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I mean, I definitely think he showed his stuff. I mean, I just think about what it must have felt like to go back into the link, the, the spot where you injured yourself that ended your season that then had to have this surgery that was all questionable. Will you even come back next season? How will it look? Are you going to be, you know, able to perform like all these questions and he came yeah. out and he's proven himself over and over. So, um, I, I think the kid deserves it. Um, I definitely, I mean, we get to play, you know, Dallas potentially in the playoffs. And I think that's going to, be just another layer of, hey, we'll see what happens. <laughs> exactly, we'll see what happens. I mean, exactly. you know, strangely enough, my Bucks are not out of the AFC South. That we're is only, insane. We're one game behind, and we play Atlanta this weekend. Wow. Well, before we switch over, because I do want to talk about that, I want to switch out to. Um, do, 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 do. Let me see if I can bring this up. There's a guy who actually brought up why Brock Purdy should be the front runner runner for the uh, MVP conversation. And it's actually everything I'd ever want to say. So I'm going to see if we can bring this in here. Let me see if I can. All right. I'm going to take you guys to my Twitter page. Just Let's... because can you hear this? Does not mean... mm -hmm. Okay, great. Here we go. So let me start it from the beginning. I've been trying to say it this year, and even when Brock had his three games struggling, can we please, and I think people are starting to come on this train with me, can we please put Brock Purdy as the front runner for the MVP right now? Well, Vegas already did, so Just yeah. because Vegas is doing it does not mean that everyone in the comments, everywhere, everyone that's watching this right now, whatever, I don't think a lot of people agree with that. We're like, oh, the weapons, the weapons. I came prepared well, to Tell me, Tell Jack, me why Brock Purdy should be MVP. I never, I, Jack, I, I never do this. Get in the fucking lab. Brock Purdy leads the NFL in. UBR, pass rating, yards per completion, touchdown percentage completion percentage mm. air yards per attempt mm. let's get into that stat for a sec let's all right to it brock Purdy's 9.59 yards per attempt through 12 games is the most in nfl history the other four guys that have the highest like the four guys right after him 2011 aaron Rodgers won the mvp 2004 peyton manning won the mvp 1988 boomer sison won the mvp 1984 dan marino won the mvp just saying that's quite interesting brock purdy is on pace to throw for 4500 yards 33 touchdowns nine interceptions only eight players have ever done that in nfl history three one mvp three are tom brady one is aaron Rodgers. one is patrick mahomes damn 
Damn. The top eight passer rating games this season. Brock Purdy is one of only two people to have a perfect passer rating this year. 158.3. The rest of them, Brock Purdy has four of the top eight passer rating games this season alone. No one else has two. And I don't want to hear about all that yak bullshit, yards after catch bullshit. Don't fucking give me that. I know Brock <laughs> weapons. So does every other great fucking quarterback in the league. The Niners are 11th in team yards after catch in the league this year. The Chiefs are first. We never give Patrick Mahomes shit about yeah. Yards after a catch accounts for 48.5% of Brock Purdy's passing yards this season. The average NFL starting quarterback has 47% of their yards come from yak. The average for an NFL MVP over the last 10 years was 48%. So what's Brock at again? 48 and a half. 48. Oh, interesting. But wow. here's where it gets crazy. Hmm. We freaked out about Patrick Mahomes, right? Last year, when Patrick Mahomes had his insane MVP season, you know what his yak number? Oh, uh, what was his, his yak, yak number? What was it? 54%. Woo! I bet you it was even higher when he had fucking Tyreek So we were talking about him too. not having weapons, but clearly his weapons were making shit happen. Patrick Mahomes, and granted, he's amazing, but using the yak argument against Brock Purdy is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Let's just peel back the curtain on on the it. argument of someone saying, oh, well, he has these weapons. Because I got very triggered as a Tua fan when people say about Tyreek. Yep. So you're telling me that the quarterback's job is to throw to his weapons, and those weapons are supposed to do something crazy. When they get the ball when and they get perform. The ball. So if they don't do that, naturally the team sucks. But if they do do that... Then the quarterback's not that good. It's because he's a beneficiary of... Yeah. I think it's just a Make ridiculous... It it's a ridiculous argument to say that. Right. Oh, the yak, the yak, the yak. Bro, yak is part of the game, all right? Yak That's attack. that proves it. So... Give, give Brock Purdy some flowers. It's ridiculous, though. Like, if Brock Purdy was drafted in the first three rounds yep, I agree last with that. year, I agree with that. people are talking about him as a top five quarterback, top at least top ten quarterback in the league. If he keeps this up and he goes and wins MVP, there's no doubt about it that Brock Purdy is a top five quarterback. I don't know how you don't put him if he wins the MVP. He'd be the first ever MVP to not be in the top five quarterbacks. It's insane. <laughs> so, thoughts and feelings on that? Yeah, I mean, it's a valid argument. It's, it's not different from a lot of shit I've been arguing, right, with the Florida State bullshit. Um, the things they're looking into to determine what a strength of something is. Totally agree. Yards after catch is not Brock Purdy's issue. <laughs> that Like, that's not it. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, everything I've been talking about is more on a on a feeling side, but when you put the statistics out there, I mean, that's a hard, hard thing to argue against. Yep. 100%. So, um, whoops, hang on. Let me. Sorry about that. All right. So we're back. Let's go ahead and, um, chat box. So walk me through the game, Carolina. Actually, I do not have a lot to give you on the game because I didn't watch it. Um, I'm not going to lie. This The Florida State thing, so college football is normally played on Saturdays. By Sunday, we're on to NFL. This week was very different for me. The selection show came out Sunday at noon. Uh, I was crushed. I honestly didn't want to watch any football, and I didn't. I was protesting, even though the NFL has nothing to do with it, um, but then having, again, the alternate plans to go with. So what I'm looking forward to, and I shouldn't even say looking forward to, because it's not like I have a lot to get excited about with the Bucks. but could a miracle uh, happen? We're only one game behind Atlanta in the AFC South. We're playing Atlanta. This weekend, um, 
there's this weekend next to go. So, I mean, who knows? Like, somebody's got to be the best of the worst conference, right? Right. 100%. And hey, yeah, I mean, you're only one, one, uh, one game out and you guys are playing in Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. What's your prediction? Oh, um, I'm just going to keep my predictions to myself from now on. I don't feel like it really works out for me. <laughs> ah, I get it though. Like the, I am superstitious too. So sometimes I, I, I didn't want to say that the, what I predicted the game score for the game against the Eagles. But then I finally was just like, I'm going to put it out there. I'm confident. And then I switched up because I, I had it like 34 to 27 or something. And then when I, I, I like a, maybe the next day later, I retweeted it and was like, I feel like I disrespected our defense. And so I put that, I, oh, I put that we still had 34, but that the, they maybe had 21 or something like that. And I guess I still disrespected them because I didn't even get that. But anywho, um, so as we look ahead to the games coming up tomorrow, we've got New England at Pittsburgh. I'm not going to probably watch that game. Um, and then December 10th on Sunday, we have, as we said, Tampa at Atlanta, Detroit at Chicago, Indianapolis at Cincinnati, Jacksonville at Cleveland, Carolina at New Orleans. Y'all, I'm trying to find a game I might be interested in other than my own. Houston versus the Jets. Maybe L.A. at Baltimore could be interesting. Of the ones that I've said so far, I don't know. Stop me if you think any of these are no, but I will tell you what I'm going to need, um, you know, as we're about to wrap up here, what I'm going to need is I started undefeated in our fantasy football league <sighs> and I have pretty much tanked since and my team takes so bad last week that Beth did not even have a kicker in her lineup and I got crushed. Um, so I like, I'm, I'm just like, come on, just keep me in the playoffs in our fantasy football league, guys. Like, I just, I just want to stay in. <laughs> Listen, I might get eliminated. I lost again, another cl close game, but I didn't realize Tank Dell got injured. Oh, so, yeah. And then I finally get rid of. Um, he got injured bad, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so he was out and then I didn't, um, I still have my quarterback issue. Mm -hmm. So it's not like the, I found, I did end up leaving golf in, I mean, I think I got 18. I don't even know somewhere around there. I mean, uh, Kyler Murray wouldn't have been much better. And then I don't think, I don't, I didn't look at Stafford if he, if he did anything better. So it was just kind of meh. And of course I played someone who had Dak Prescott who got 28 points. So I'm kind of learning though, Sherry, I'm learning like sometimes I just, I need to step away from my loyalty and go after a different situation. So I, know. I hear you, but I hear you on the superstition too. Yes. Um, so back to the schedule here, LA at Baltimore, we've got Minnesota at Las Vegas, maybe. I mean, neither one of them have a great starting quarterback, maybe. And then we've got Seattle at San Francisco. So this one will be at home. Buffalo plays Kansas city. Oh my gosh. Where is Beth? Man, her computer died for those who didn't know. And I would love to get her thoughts on this game. 
how did we not talk about this? It's in Arrowhead. Seriously, um, how did we not? Yes. Yeah, so that's the same time as my 49er game. So I will not be watching that. So I'll definitely need to get uh, the 411 from her next week. Denver at LA Rams. And then we got Philadelphia playing Dallas, which I will be watching this game. If Dallas takes an L, if, if Philadelphia takes an L, the 49ers move into number one in the NFC. So mm. I'm not going to say I'm going to be a Dallas fan. I'm just going to say I want Philadelphia to lose. <laughs> but see, those those two is like, I don't know who I want to lose more out of those two. That's always. A oh, dilemma. girl, we want we want Philly to lose. Um, yeah, we want Philly to lose. I really want that number one NFC. Um, I want that spot. I want that I spot. Heard that. So, um, all right, guys. Well, that will wrap up our pod for this week. Exciting things are coming. Playoffs are on the horizon, both for our fantasy league, which I'm sorry if you get bored hearing about that, but we are close. Sherry and I, will we get kicked out of our, our uh, playoff picture? We'll keep you posted next week and we'll be back for more. So take care and happy football. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on our podcast today. Please continue to keep in touch with us on our social media platforms at Girlfriends and Football on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks so much. We appreciate your support and we look forward to seeing you next week. Take care and happy football.